guys. Welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, we are going to be doing another According To Us advice episode. So a few days ago, we asked you guys to send us some situations or scenarios that you need advice on. And we're going to do our best to give you some sound advice. But of course, before we do that, we like to catch you guys up just with what's been going on in our life. And we do our weekly spotlights. So we'll start with weekly spotlights. And then honestly, we probably have like a good bit of recapping we'll do from like this past week just because we are towards the end of our time in Iowa City. This is actually the last podcast we are going to be recording in our apartment. So crazy. Sad. I don't know. Sierra was saying actually earlier, she's like, I don't have object permanence. So when things like leave or not in her life, like you can take over. Yeah. So I actually saw this on TikTok and I it resonated with me. And so I feel like everyone always talks about specifically with dogs not having object permanence. So it's like you hide the ball from them and like they just think it like disappeared and like it doesn't exist anymore. And so this TikTok that I saw was someone saying like I have like I don't have object permanence in the sense that like if you're not with someone like you don't like miss them or like it could be related to things other than people too where it's like oh like if you like leave that place you don't be like reminisce on like that place of like oh like I want to like go back if that makes sense. And so I feel like my family and friends like listening to this are gonna be like heartbroken. <laughs> don't listen. But like, when I'm here in Iowa City and, like, I have all my family and stuff in Des Moines, like, I don't really actively, like, miss anyone. Because I talk to people, you know, like, on the phone, I text them. Like, so I feel like I have that connection with them. So I'm not, like, oh, I really, like, just want to hang out with, like, my mom and dad and, like, everyone right now. Like, my grandparents, I always love to. You know, I go back to Des Moines and I hang out with them all the time. But, like, I just am not the person who, like, actively, like, thinks Misses about it. things you don't have. And I think, like, that's pretty common for a lot of people in the sense, like, you get accustomed to your day-to-day and like who you see and who you don't see so you get used to it but I just feel like a lot of people like actively miss things more than I do like even when we got to college I feel like I was like meh yeah <laughs> okay That's um, all I had but to we've say. lived in this apartment for pretty much four years so now and like I probably won't miss this apartment yeah it's gonna be like fine moving out I don't know I feel like it's like when we like when COVID happened you know it's like we move out I'd be like, I'll go back there eventually. Like, not that I miss it and, like, want to go back. And, like, that's what's, like, holding me together. But I'm like, that's, you know, I'll probably, like, go back at some point. But, like, I just won't. But I'll get used to it. Like, I just, I don't know. I very quickly move on from things. I don't know. I will say, though, because obviously we grew up in, like, West Wind, Urbandale. And so, like, we have always, like, wanted to go back there just because... I like being in Iowa. It's my comfort state. Anywhere I try, anytime I travel somewhere else, it's great and fun, but I always like the idea of like coming back. And I think that the Des Moines area is like hands down like the best place to be if I, in Iowa. If like, you didn't live in Des Moines, why do you live in Iowa? That's how I feel. Yeah. Like I love Iowa City. It's been great for like a college town and college experience. And I would happily come back to go to football games and whatnot. But like it's, there's not a lot going on. Not that there's like a lot going on in Des Moines, but there's more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm excited. Um, Haley also just moved back, so it's just an exciting time. We'll all be back in the same place. It'll be fun. Um, weekly spotlight for this week is that currently, as it stands right now, we are done with all of our actual exam finals. And we just have one last final thing tomorrow, but it's not an exam. It's like it's a group like thing. It's like a 10-minute, pretty chill situation. Um, tomorrow's our last day going to class ever, you guys, which is weird. Like I'm not the kind of person that, like, can, like, expect or get emotional, like, ahead of time. 
Yeah. So tomorrow I'm probably going to be like really. Like tomorrow I will be emotional, I think. Like I suspect I will be, especially if other people are crying. If other people cry, like I don't care what the situation is, like I will probably cry. I'm really empathetic like that. Yeah. (laughs) I hear someone else start crying and I'm like, oh my God, my eyes are watering right now. (laughs) So that will probably happen because I just know people are going to cry. And like I might cry like on my own too, but like if other people are also crying, I will cry. Like it's guaranteed. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. It's an exciting time. It really is. It's just, like, it's, like, the last time that everyone in our class is going to, like, be together until December. And even then, it like, fa- there's nothing formal until, like, graduation day going yeah. on. It's the last informal It really, time. like, has not hit me. Like, we've gotten so used to just, like, for the past two years, like, wake up in an apartment, go to school, like, see all of our uh, classmates. Because, like, we're all in a cohort. So, like, we see each other all the time. Like, every single day, every single class is all of us together, which I know isn't the case for, like, every grad program. Um, so I feel like at first it's going to be, like, my object preference thing. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I'll see them, like, you know, next week or something. Like, it's no big deal. I can, like, think in my head of, like, what it would be like to be in class, you know. But then I just, like, won't happen again. Like, some of these people, we're literally going to see them less than, like, five more days in our entire life. Because, like, I'm when we come back for graduation in December, you're pretty much here, like, the whole week. But then, like, there's definitely going to be people we probably just, like, never see again. Because that is how how life works. Yeah. So that's like honestly, um, we were just talking about this last week. The nature of social media, like, can really make it feel like. Was this your weekly spotlight? No. Okay. I was just like, we can keep going though. The nature of social media can make it seem like it has not been like that long since you've seen someone. There have been people like probably unfollow every single person from high school, even if I'd have no bad blood with them. But just because, like, why? That's what I'm saying though. There's probably most of the people that I follow from high school. I have not seen since graduation, but I'm like, so that's been over like five years now, basically. But I'm like, no, like I just saw them. I know exactly what's going on in their life. I do. I'm not exactly, but you know what they show on social media. But like, it just, I feel like I could see them like in Walmart and be like, oh, like they're so-and-so. Like I just saw them last week. No, I haven't seen them in five years. Yeah. So I feel like that's weird. Like imagine with everyone who like grew up before social media which is basically, like, everyone that's older than us. <laughs> but, like, when they're gone, they're gone. Unless you, like, actually reached out to them and contacted them. Yeah. So, interesting. My weekly spotlight, pretty similar to yours, I have to say. I am glad... Wow, I just, like, choked on my... I didn't choke on anything. Um, I'm glad to be done with all of our official exams. I feel like it's weird, but I think it'll be interesting... This is, like, me, like, not even talking about my spotlight anymore. I'm glad to be done with exams. That's my spotlight. I think it's going to be interesting. Obviously, we have a lot of studying ahead of us, especially, like, you know, we have to continue kind of studying throughout clinicals to, like, prepare for the licensing exam. But, like, it's not going to feel the same exactly, I don't think, until we get closer. You know what I was thinking about that's, like, weird to think about? Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, we have never had, like, obviously, we've had breaks during school, both during undergrad and grad school, and summer's a pretty long time. So we've had extended periods of break. But it is weird to me to think that, like, for the foreseeable future until it gets really close to, like, board studying and we have to, like, really tackle all of that, like, most of our weekends are free or, like, pretty free or we can just, like, make things work. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be interesting. I think kind of nice because, you know, we definitely have free or not a lot to do during some weekends, but also in Iowa City, like, Sierra and I just, like, are not really good at, like, getting out and doing things. So I feel like at home and like in Des Moines, we yeah, will we actually like, about, I don't have know why. weekends where we like 
can do things. Leaving <laughs> our apartment is so much like different. I feel like than leaving a house. Yeah, and I don't know why. Because when I'm like back home, maybe it's just like more familiarity with Des Moines. So it's like I'm more driven to go somewhere that I want to go. Versus here, I'm like oh, I don't really know like where I would go to do whatever I want to do, which usually is nothing. But like even just like going to the grocery store, like when I'm like in my apartment, I'm like oh, like I don't want to leave. I don't have to like, go to the parking garage and then leave and like that's it that's all there is to the apartment <laughs> and we are not even like it's not a far walk it's not a long elevator ride like i don't know why it's so complicated for me but hopefully we don't do that when we move back we need to do things i literally have a list you know like the fun on weekdays podcast yeah i didn't do anything i just took the name i was like what can we do to have fun on weekdays that's like the vibe and? do you want my list yeah do you want my list pickleball megan wants to become a pickleball girl so we can try that out where do you get that stuff? Like Amazon? Amazon. Any sports type store. Um, family or friend dinner. It could be either ordering in, cooking, or going to a restaurant. Just eating dinner with people. Uh, a book club. Going on a walk or a hike. Pottery painting. I would love to find better places to go on walks or hikes in Des Moines. Because I know he's like, you gotta go all the way to ledges to like get some like actual hiking and even then it's like just Iowa hiking yeah um game night trivia night could be at a place that's hosting something or at home uh volunteering that's me just trying to you know be a good person (laughs) um and then trying a restaurant or place that we've never tried before just because we did that this past weekend and I was like this place is good why like I've lived here for five years and like Megan and I get so used to just like Okay, hold on. I have to actually, like, break this down for you guys. Does anyone else get think it's so much more daunting to try a new place like, honestly, or a new restaurant? Because you're just, like, think you're going to do something wrong. When No, in the place that you live, though. I know. It's scary or daunting in the place that you live. But when you go on vacation, you obviously have no choice. So, like, I don't feel any fear going to a restaurant when I'm, like, on vacation. Because I'm, like, I feel like they know I'm on vacation. So, they know I've, they know I've never been there before. And, like, why is there so much stress and anxiety about trying a new restaurant? Like, I'm supposed to be wanted. Like, they want customers. And what should I be stressed about? I genuinely don't know. All that to say, Megan and I, uh, Megan wanted fried rice. And so we were looking at places in the area to get like fried rice. And I was like, you know, I want the whole shebang. I want like a hibachi type of meal. And so I found a restaurant like that, ordered it for pickup and it was good. And I was like, well, I awesome. do found this? this on like my last week. Here. Yeah. So I was like, we should try and do that more often. Just like try new places. And then I also said like sign up for a class. You know how we talk about um, our cooking skills are lacking? Like, what if I sound like signed up for a cooking class? It'd be like in a very adult thing, I, I know. Like to do. I feel like it is like, isn't it younger people that usually do that though? Because I mean, yeah, but very adult of you to like want to be like, I'm gonna sign up yeah. for it. Doesn't have to be like a cooking class necessarily. It could be like, I'm just like any kind of class. I don't know. I don't know what they have classes for necessarily. Could be fun. That's all I had. Okay, let's kind of break down how this past week has gone for you because. It's been both good and bad. It has suddenly gotten you so hot You guys do not want to know about my week. Oh, they do. That's why they're <laughs> listening. Um, so this week we had five total. I mean, last week is when our finals kind of started. But anyways, this week we had five things, two, three being like written exams and then one being a practical and then this last thing tomorrow being hopefully a very small shebang thing because I have not even started studying for it and that is what I'm doing this evening. But our... I, our teacher yeah, already like, worded it as, like, get ready to come to, like, the most chill final you've had. Yeah. So I'm taking her word for it. I'm planning on finishing this podcast, making dinner, and then when I'm done with dinner, 
chill then we can and, look at it stuff. you know, study a little bit. Then I'm also not because I'm like, my room is a mess right now. So I'm like, how am I supposed to go to sleep? Oh, yeah, we are in the midst of packing because we are moving on Friday. We'll go through, we'll go in a chronological order as we do this breakdown because we're kind of just going to talk through the week and then we can talk about what we're doing. We're also vlogging this week, but you guys get the nitty gritty details. So on Monday, we had two things. We had our, I just remembered one of our exams that we had on Monday and I just <laughs> had to start laughing. Um, we had our neuro practical, which we had like 10 different scenarios of different things we could possibly get tested on. It was just like, we knew everything beforehand. And so we basically practiced that on Sunday a good bit and honestly felt pretty good. And so they were also kind of like, in theory, they could have like any sort of safety thing messed up, like someone's shoe not tied and you'd have to like catch that. And if you didn't follow all like the safety stuff, whether it was like gate belt related or what have you, like you would automatically fail because like. They're supposed to be saying, like, your safety to the clinic. Um, But it was totally fine. And, like, I don't even know. It was kind of funny because I had – so Maggie and I were partners because for this final practical, we could pick our partner. So we were, like – Which we've never been partners for any practical because we never get to pick. Um, And so when we were practicing, one of the cases that Megan ended up acting out for me and then I was the PT, she had to, like, pretend she had Parkinson's. And when we were practicing the scenario, there was just, like, a couple of steps where I was, like, what, like, should we do for this? And it had, like, it wanted you to do a couple things of, like, oh, like, working on turning, working on, like, how are you going to do their arm swing or, like, stride length. It was just, like, a couple stuff that's, like, what are you going to do? And I feel like they had probably expected, like, break down different exercises for different things. But I was, like, it was Sunday the day before, and I was, like, what's the quickest thing I can come up with to have an idea of something I can do for this? And you're also, that probably makes like, what are the odds of me getting this one anyways? Yeah. And so we came up with something when you're practicing um, in the lab room. And so I was like, okay, like we'll have like we're gonna do everything at once, basically. Like working like on the turning, course setup, working so on the arm quick. swing, working on the stride length. So, and we had like fifteen minutes, I think, total for each person. Sierra was done during the practical like three minutes, <laughs> which is fine. And so she did fine. No, and then at first, so like I had Megan do the thing, and I had her sit down, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. And I think at first our professor was like waiting for me to do more. And keep in mind. We have two people, like two groups going at the same time. So me and Megan were in one side of the room and then the other group doing the same cases were on the other side of the room. And so like out of the corner of my eye and like I can hear obviously she's still going, like teaching her new things, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, in my head, I was like, really, that is all I prepared. That is all I'm doing. I'm not going to make something up right now. And I was like, I covered everything technically. So, but it was fine. Um, I had just a little short. Uh, my scenario was teaching a T8 Asia A. SCI patient on slideboard transfers from the wheelchair to a mat table. And so that went pretty well. Can't really say I had any complaints. So we did that on Monday morning-ish. And then our exam that day was just like one that we did at home on our own time. It just had to be done before midnight. And that was for our pain class. And I will just say, I mean, we both passed, but like that exam was mostly about clinical judgment and I don't want you guys to like hear that and have me think like oh you like you're bad at clinical judgment then it was more so like she'd have so many answers where it was like pick the best one but there are many that like wouldn't technically be wrong and so like it could have worked but then you get like all your points are gone because you didn't guess the right thing and then also for part of the exam it was like some of it would like be building off of each other and so, so you, you just know you got go back. Wrong. You couldn't go back to like answer previous questions, which was another stressful thing about that exam. Yeah, because usually I'm a big star as I go, and then when I'm done, I like go and look through everything that I starred. And you could not do that for this one. And so, 
we'd go through and ask like something about what would you do for this case? And then I'd really be thinking for a long time. And I'd be like, okay, I just got to keep going. So then I hit the next thing and then they picked like, a different answer. Cause they're like, so then you do this, which was like the answer was supposed to be in the last one. And I was like, well, awesome. I did not do that. And then like for mm-hmm. a full case, I swear I just kept getting like, no, them no, wrong. no, no, but anyways, our teacher gave back some points. I don't know on what questions, but I will really take those boosted points. my spirits. I was like, thank God. So that was Monday. And then Tuesday, we had our musculoskeletal exam. Let's just say I passed, but for like how? I feel like I know this stuff. Yeah. But my score did not reflect <laughs> how much I feel like I knew. In my defense, and I have to say, you know, in my defense, um, it was a similar thing happening in this exam as like the other exam we were talking about where it was some like building off where it's like you had to say an answer and the next Two Except or so the bad questions. thing about this one was that if you were wrong on the first one, like you, you were, were wrong, wrong on every wrong, single wrong, one. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And so Sierra went down one path probably that like so was I think not that the correct one. That first case really just did a number on me. And honestly, like it was a hard case. So anyways, at least like with what the questions we're asking specifically, I know that like the clinic is not like super clear cut. So like in a way, this exam was like probably realistic, but also like when my grade depends on <laughs> <Yeah>. getting the right <laughs> answers. Well, like it's annoying because it's like I was you know, talking to people afterwards, talking to Megan. And I was like between, you know, A and B or whatever. And I went with A and the answer was B. Which in the clinic, you could have recessed. Exactly. Anyways. So I lost quite a few points. <laughs> but so I passed. And, then and my t- grade, in the, my overall grade, this is a good thing about, you know, I did well earlier. Yeah. That's what's annoying about this week, though, Our, and why I've been annoyed. We studied so, 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 so much for that class. Because we, in theory, could have been cumulative. Like, we've learned back. We've learned... Like, that was our first semester. We learned upper extremity last semester, and this semester was lower extremity. So do you know how much I looked at literally everything we've ever learned for that class? Apparently, like, right before the exam, someone was like, oh, it was, like, 760 total, like, pages of handout. Like, not just slides. Handout. I think. I don't remember. And so there was not a single upper extremity thing. It was all back and not even, like, there was no neck. It was um, basically hip, some foot. Like an SI thing. Yeah. So I, I know a lot more. Honestly, it was probably good for me because, like, going on clinicals, it was a good review of a lot of things we've ever learned. <laughs> but There's I was just, not like, really any of the upper I really prepared for so much more. Yeah. Anyways, I was saying I'm annoyed, like, with this finals week specifically. I mean, it's, like, fine. Like, by next week, I'll forget about it. But, like, I, you know, am a pretty good student, and this finals week is just not reflecting that. So hopefully this last exam will do me well. I felt pretty good about it. Yeah. So today we had our differential diagnosis class. And I actually think the final went pretty well. Sierra and I are pretty much just, like, hardcore crammed. But I really think, like, I don't know what's been going on this whole semester with me in this class because I feel like I hadn't been vibing with it. But then yesterday, just, like, we locked in and we went for it. We learned the entire class in, like, 24 hours. But, like, I feel like it's sticking. Yeah, I hope. A little bit. We'll see. But Only time will tell when you're first. I think it's hard with a class like that where we'd only had – one exam obviously before that and it's only a like once a week class and those are easy to like let slip through the cracks where it's like if you have you know our musculoskeletal classes two times a week for three hours or whatever you don't forget it and you have like x many exams of like you have lab and then you have your written like you have to put time in for that and you don't forget it and you do it so often versus like you know our differential diagnosis class which was the one we're talking about it's like oh okay i'll see you next week i won't look at this yeah. next week um, and then tomorrow we just have our admin and management class. I was like, what is it called? 
Um, and so that one's like another one of our like more low key classes, I would say. And our professor is getting us bagels before at eight o'clock because the, nine, the finals at nine. And so I'm hoping that just like sets the tone for like this is all just like fun and you know do your work. We'll do our work tonight to like be able to answer the questions she has tomorrow. But then after that, we have what our program calls the reaffirmation ceremony, and so that's like where all of the people in our class and the faculty will like get together and you know kind of have a send off. Mm-hmm. And I get to read an oath with six or so of my peers, or am I the sixth? Five of my peers? I don't remember. So that'll be fun. Should we do a reading update? Sure. Haley, if you're listening to this, you and Ashton need to finish our books. Yeah, Haley is reading Beach Read, which is one of Sierra's favorite books of all time. It's like one of my all-time favorite romances. And then... And therefore one of my favorite books. Ashton is borrowing Product Hail Mary from us. And he's honestly more than halfway through the book. He's 80% of the way through. Like, how could he not finish it? to finish it so that we can get it back, but also (laughs) because he needs to know the ending. Also... Um, for all my fellow Emily Henry fans, I just got Book Lovers, and it's going to be, like, my little uh, book that I want to start reading, like, over break. I really want to ideally go to Clear Lake, but I don't know if the weather's going to be nice enough. But I wanted, like, a little vacation reading on the boat moment. So, I don't know. But it, I will still read it regardless. Um, I'm currently reading Ace of Spades, which has been... I've had it for a long time, like, I think since spring break, because I had saw it in it. stores, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, and so it's like, I've been slowly working through this giant stack of books. I was sitting on my dresser and like, this is the last one. No, I have one more after this. And then I'm through my stack, but I also gave Sierra back the one that, one that I was going to read. And I decided, no, I'm not going to. It's, uh, and they both die in the end. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to read this. Um, but I like it so far. I'm like 30% of the way through. And I think that the characters are like interesting and well-developed. And so it switches like between two of the characters between each chapter and the person is like spilling their secrets and do you want to say like the vibes that it reminds yeah, you of? it reminds me of um truly devious a little bit in the sense that they're at like this prestige academy prestige prestige prestigious yeah i was like <laughs> that wasn't What's an adjective um but i feel like this book is honestly going to be better because i feel like Truly Devious to me was a good series and I would recommend but it, it but it was a great. four star all the way through and I like agree. nothing more. Like it was enough to be like, oh, like I need to like read the next one. That's what like what it had going for it was it had like all these cliffhangers at the end. Like if it had resolved, maybe I would have been like, oh, like I, I just felt like the end honestly kind of felt like a little bit flat to me. Like I was not sure if I should even give it yeah. four stars, but I did. I um, think that the second book in the series is definitely the best in my opinion. I think so too. Um, but then after I finished reading this book, I think that I will be reading possibly actually at the lake. I want to read a romance just cause like, that's what I do. Gotta get but I'm vibes. not sure what one, because I was going to read, um, things we never got things ever. We never You're got really ever. bad at remembering book titles. I am. I know the cover of what it looks like, but the words do not come to my mind. And Sierra has that like on her Kindle. So I was going to do that. And I've been seeing so much hype about it, but then I follow Haley Fam on Goodreads and she rated it two stars. So I just was like, mm, maybe I should read something that I'm a little more confident that I like. I don't know why I like rate her opinions so much like higher above everyone else's, but like that just scared me. Um, I've actually had, I'll do like a quick little roundup for you. I've had some pretty good reading lately. In my last, I think since I last talked to you guys, I read Project Hail Mary. I read four books. Three of them were five stars. So I read In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. And that was a fun little like college reunion mystery maybe thriller but like more of a like 
I don't know. It was kind of a little bit of both. And I feel like I need to stop comparing things to The Silent Patient. And so it's not like The Silent Patient, but it gave me, like, enough to be like, oh, like, these characters are interesting. And it didn't rely on, like, the interesting, like, nature of the plot. Like, the characters are interesting to read about. So it had kind of, like, a different element, not just, like, the mystery thriller part of it. Because there were these, like, complex relationships that it was talking about. And so I really liked it. I thought the ending was not something, like, I had expected because I was trying to, like, you know, work through, like, who I thought could have possibly been the killer. And then I thought the ending was, like, still had a nice little twist, too. I read A Thousand Boy Kisses. I gave that one four stars. It's kind of, like, it was good, but not, like, my favorite amazing, like, best book ever. And then I read Breathless. That was actually um, a book of the month book from our sponsorship. We just worked with them. And I gave it five stars. I thought it was such, like, a good thriller that, like, I haven't read something like that. And Megan and I used to be really into, like, these climbing alpine documentaries. And so, like, the concept is, like, this journalist is the main character. And she's writing a story about this guy who's trying to hike, not hike, climb, um, all of, like, the 8,000 or over mountains, like, without oxygen and, like, without any, like, alpine style, I guess. So without any assistance. And so she's there for the story. Um, people keep dying on the mountain, which is like, some people are like, oh, like people like die on the mountain, like accidents happen, like whatever. And so she's like, I don't know, you guys like might be a little suspicious. So I thought it was really good. Uh, actually I should give a shout out to my book of the month book that I read too, because I read part of your world. I read that four stars. I always like finding new romance authors. Cause then I remember when I was first only reading Colleen Hoover, I started getting so scared that like, as soon as I ran out of Colleen Hoover books, I was just going to be like, no. not able to find like any books ever. Um, but I really enjoyed that book as well. So I'm always excited to like find additional authors so I can hopefully have even more books to line up next. Um, and then I read The Summer of Broken Rules. Megan I also read, read that. First. I gave that, that was one, one of my stars. favorite reads. It was just like very cute, simple. Um, one of my least favorite things about some romance books is like I agree there should be more to a book than like just the romance. But sometimes I almost feel like in books, like the conflict is only conflict just to like have conflict in the book and it's like sometimes a conflict in a book will annoy me if it's just like super dumb Mm -hmm. but I feel like this was like there was some conflict but like not a lot and I felt like it was just like good vibes all the way through so yeah I enjoyed it so I gave them five stars I I loved the cover of it too it was funny because I mean it probably depends on like where you get the book from like and how it's printed but the one that Megan got is like this matte finish and so like it doesn't, like, it, like, kind of sticks to the surface. Like, I threw it on my desk, and usually, like, a book would, like, you know, slide a little bit. and just plop, stuck. And then I started, like, randomly reading um, The Perfect Marriage. I, like, am five pages in or something because we were uh, laying out today with some of our friends, and I was like, I'll bring my Kindle. So I don't know if I'm going to keep reading it right now because I kind of want to read book lovers. But I started it. Okay. We are finally going to get into answering some of your guys's scenarios give our take and advice and yeah so i have the first one are you gonna um, start at the top or the bottom i'm on the bottom okay i'll go at the top so someone has a specific question that i also saw someone like with more of a generic question but someone says i'm considering going into pt but hate physics would that become a problem and someone else was just asking i'm thinking about going into pt how can i make sure it's the right choice for me so first to answer your physics question you don't have to love physics i did not like physics but you have to be able to get through it so mm-hmm. that's like the first thing With like an okay grade. And I will say it come, it came up in PT school more than I thought, but not like in a super hard sciencey way, more so in just like torque and lever arms and 
But I feel like a lot like of that, that stuff becomes intuitive. Yeah. Like you'll get through it in the PT school aspect. But like physics is obviously definitely harder like an undergrad than any application you do in PT school itself. Yeah. But you need to be able to pass the class to get the prereqs. So. Yeah. But like if you want to be a PT, I would not let physics hold you back. That's honestly with most uh, prereq classes. Like chemistry i had to take also I mean, like anatomy hand, but like, like you gotta be anatomy you should probably anatomy. like a little bit but like chemistry biology yeah little application in grad school so um otherwise how to know just in general if pt would be a good fit for you i actually someone was um someone had dm'd me like a week or two ago um saying that at first like they were pre-med and now they're kind of like reconsidering and wanting to get pt route so i'll kind of say what i said to them or like what I think would let you know if it's a good fit. Um, And since they were specifically pre-med and asking about that, they were kind of like, did you ever consider medical school? And like, what led you to not do that? I was like, well, first of all, no, I never considered medical school. And I was saying like how I have never really enjoyed learning about like body systems. So like when we learn about like the lungs or like kidneys or whatever else, like we even had like a pathology class in PT school and like hated that. I hate learning about body systems besides musculoskeletal because, like, it just does not interest me. So that was what I first was saying to them was, like, well, how am I supposed to expect to enjoy medicine if I hated that? And But I was, like, I really think the musculoskeletal system is interesting. And, you know, that was good. <laughs> good. <laughs> we, this is a good start. do a lot with that. Um, otherwise, I think also – I'm going to jump in. Yeah. Unless go, you have go a, for a it. thought. Um, a lot of people, when they first hear of PT, well, I kind of hear like one of two things. People are like, oh, you like work with so many old people. And like my thought initially, like when I was younger, I was like, oh, like they work with like a lot of athletes and stuff. But I think once you realize like if PT is something you're interested, like you have to kind of know the full scope, A, because you're going to be exposed to it all in PT school anyways. But B, like someone who's like, oh, like I was an athlete my whole life. Like now I want to like help other athletes. Like, that's one route you can go into, like, how you want to be a PT. But if you're but, up in, like, general outpatient ortho, that's not even going to be most of your patients. Yeah. Like, you like, have to be pretty specialized to only see athletes. Maybe there's someone who's like, oh, like, my cousin has cerebral palsy and, like, she worked with a pediatric physical therapist. And, like, I really, like, it was, like, life-changing for me to, like, see her help her through that. And, like, that's another valid way to, like, enter into, like, the interest of being a PT. So I think it's just if you can explore the different scopes of what PT as a profession has to offer – that can enlighten you of, like, knowing, do I want to go in the profession and, like, where do I see myself fitting in this profession? Because you might, also like, recognize look somewhere like, and you not. have to learn kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Especially, like, outpatient ortho has never been, like, my top list of interests, but, like, that's a lot of what the curriculum is. So you have to be, like, ready to learn a lot about outpatient ortho and just, like, general orthopedics. And, like, obviously, stuff. like, that can be applied to, like, other populations. Yeah. So. So. Otherwise, like, worst comes to worst, like, contact a PT, ask if you can shadow them for the day and like do that in a couple different settings because one place like is not going to be the same as another. And you so, have to like, you might be- shadow somewhere and like maybe like the vibe of like the place you just don't is like off. It. Like yeah. don't just like put everything into like one place, one person, like get yourself to explore the different realm and like actually like saying, could I see myself doing this every day? And what do you like or dislike about it? What things do you like doing throughout the day? I can be like, okay, do I want to sit in a desk all day? Do I want to, like, be talking to people all day? Because you have to, like, be willing to get up and walk around and be willing to talk to a lot of people throughout the day if you want to be a PT and try to, like, problem solve. You know, versus, like, some people probably, like, I want to, like, go to my desk, sit for, like, eight hours, and then just 
butte and my own like little world like some people want to do that so but if they were pre-med i would guess that they were kind of willing like willing to do that anyways but like for anyone else generally listening you know recognize what kind of work you see yourself doing in like a physical sense even okay uh someone said advice on entering the dating world i'm 22 and have never been in a relationship same um this is like this do as i say not as i do because like will i implement this we'll see if i had to give advice this is what sucks about like wanting to enter the dating world while like you're you know, becoming, like, a full-fledged, like, young adult and, like, entering, like, the professional world where it's, like, where's the time? You know what I mean? Like, personally, I imagine, like, if I'm going to, like, go on a date with someone, I'm, like, it's got to be, like, they have to be a, a Friday or Saturday. Oh, I thought you are going to be, <laughs> I thought you are going to be, like, they're going to have to be, like, working a full-time job. Oh, well, <laughs> that I was like, probably, which is, like, well, I'm just, like, there's, people are in, like, very wide arrays of, like, where they're at in their life, but since we are going to be on clinicals working essentially full-time, and assuming whoever I start dating is not in grad school or something, like, they kind of, like, need to be established. And, like, that's really hard for me to, like, imagine. It's, like, a new concept in mindset that I'm, like, dang, like, I really, like, I'm not in, like, the high school or college yeah. dating I'm like, I'm out here dating anymore. adults. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's, you know, good. I'm an adult. Don't want to get <laughs> into any hot water there. But, um, like, I don't know. I guess... I'd be, like, open to, like, going on a date after, like, my clinical or, like, you know, quote-unquote work for anyone else. But I'm just, like, that seems like that's my time. I know. You know? Like, I hardcore relate to, like, if I have one thing that I'm doing, to, like, that day, like, that's, that's the thing yeah. for that day. And if I'm doing my clinical, like, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that. Like, Sierra said, we're trying to do, like, fun on weekdays and, like, that could be spice up going life. on a date in the fun on weekdays yeah. thing. I mean, it could, <laughs> you always see people where it's, like, do it for the plot. That's when I need to, like, start the mindset of, like, just potentially like going on a date for the plot obviously i would only go on a date with someone if i was actually like interested or attracted to them but like maybe it's a fine date maybe it doesn't go anywhere but you know it helps the plot you have a story to yeah tell. so maybe that would help you thinking of dating as i've tried doing that a little bit and like <laughs> it's you're still, still hard because i still feel like i i want to at least like see something but i guess on a lot of people i just like see it going nowhere i think this is mostly referring to if you want any advice on like how to meet someone in real life i quite honestly like have no idea okay dating apps have worked very little for the few people that i like end up matching with they have never led to an in-person like date and there's like i don't know i'm just like maybe i need to be like more gung-ho up front or like some people i know say like pick a certain prompt that like kind of oh yeah forces them to do that i haven't been on a dating app since like january so if you want to implement that and see if it works, go for it. Um, I was going to say, this is more so like me just talking about like, you know, the pool of dating app people. I feel like one of my issues is like I have in my mind such a specific type of like the person that I see myself dating. And so I can see like, you know, an objectively attractive person. I'm like, no, they don't. You're mean. not my type. You're blonde. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so in that sense, am I too picky? Probably. But I'm like, well, shoot, if I'm on a dating app judging people based off of their looks, I want someone who is my type. <laughs> Sue me. Yeah. I do feel like dating apps can work fairly well. I mean, the biggest three that I feel like are the most popular are, like, Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder. Hinge is probably, like, the yeah. best reputation for, like, having successful long- long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. But I have never gone out with someone from 
a dating app. So, yeah. What other advice could we implement? I feel like, and this is me, like, I have to, what is the saying? Something about swallowing a pill. <laughs> hard, to, hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, you can't expect to, especially if you're not doing the dating app thing, you can't expect to meet someone by, like, not like exposing you go yourself to, to the work world. And come home. Which is a lot of what I do. Like, right now, it's like, I go to school, I come home. I don't do a whole lot else. Like, I go to the gym, I go get groceries. Those aren't probably two of the top places you're going to meet your future husband or wife. So, I need to obviously get out more. Yeah, because, you know, Einstein's quote, which technically I don't think is even an Einstein quote, but it's credited to him. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm quite a catch. How has no one, like, wanted to date me yet? And I'm like, well, who? So, yeah. I need to, you know. But hopefully just, like, Maggie and I talk about doing the final weekdays thing. And, like, that's the tricky situation it. where you don't want to do something with the objective of, like, trying to find yeah. someone. My hope is, like, I think that it would be good for me. And I'm kind of, like, I hate saying this. And, like, maybe this is still, like, a weird roundabout way for me like still trying to think of like how I could date someone make but friends like, focus on friends first yeah which I think is a wholesome which, like, concept you want friends anyways I know but I'm just like it kind of came about me being like how do I get back into dating <laughs> yeah. but anyways uh make friends first and then from those relationships like build up like just acquaintances people I know and like hopefully maybe possibly meet someone a little bit more organically like through a person, through a person. Or it could even be person. just, like, having friends and, like, they invite you to go somewhere and, like, you yeah. meet someone at a place you wouldn't have normally gone to. Like, yeah. It could be a million different things. Um, maybe if you're feeling ballsy, if you see someone, like, a waiter or someone you think is attractive, like, you do the, like, leave your number on the receipt thing. That's a little, like, not as scary because it's, like, you just, like, leave it and run. But there's but only then, so, many, so many scenarios where that can happen. Yeah. And then it's, like, are they single? Are they interested? How old are they? Like... Does them being a waiter fit my lifestyle? <laughs> Anyways. That's all I got for advice. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's my turn. Oh, the next person was wanting advice on they're starting up a podcast. What advice would we give for a beginner? If you're doing it by yourself, then, like, practice by yourself. Yeah. I mean, actually, actually how many episodes practice? did we practice for that we didn't even two or three post? Like, to be honest, when we first started, I had no idea how hard it was going to be to talk for an hour yeah and like honestly legitimately the stamina that i had to build up of like i feel like i had to take a drink of water every like two minutes when we like first started recording episodes and so i mean by nature if you're like a natural talker and you talk all the time you probably don't need to build up that kind of stamina but i'm like a pretty like i don't talk that much so i was like dang i don't talk for an hour ever so you know actually like set up your setup and practice and like maybe even try editing it and then also it helps you like figure out your software your microphone any settings that need to be adjusted um make sure you listen to an episode with airpods in so you can tell if your like speaker settings are set up correctly that's like a very niche tip but but we've had an episode go up where it was off yeah well it was like one year only yeah and you can't tell when it's on a computer that well so um something else too is The first thing you're probably going to do, which I feel like now that I know a little bit more about like different, I guess the first thing that I didn't even understand was like how you upload a podcast and it gets shared to every site. And you do that by putting it on like a hosting platform. I know we have ads at the beginning of this for Anchor. You already know. But like, I honestly would simply just suggest Anchor because it's free. And we first were using Buzzsprout, which like nothing against them. It worked completely fine, but it was like 16 bucks a month for us to just host 
the podcast. We weren't even making any money mm-hmm. at that point. So I would just suggest Anchor. It works very well for us. And you can record on the website if you wanted to. Like we use GarageBand. Well, we don't use GarageBand. We record on our little setup thing and then we edit it on GarageBand. But like if you wanted to, you could just record straight on Anchor. And then I would, in terms I think of equipment, branding is so important. Yeah. So and we probably didn't consider this that much when we first started because we were like, like we had whatever. a cover and that was kind of it. So I'm not asking you like anything super crazy, but I think it is like if you're good at graphic design or like know your way around like Canva or something, or if you like want to put money into hiring a graphic designer, like get a nice solid cover and then just a simple idea of like the branding, like what fonts do you want to use? I would make an Instagram because since podcasts are kind of like this separate entity of like, there's no like comments that you can just say like, oh, like love this episode, blah, blah, blah. Podcast or like Instagrams become like like, very important for building the community behind a podcast. And so when you're posting on the Instagram, you want to have like a set look that matches your brand. So colors, fonts, that kind of thing, making sure it, the aesthetic that you have created matches like whatever you want the audience to be interested in. And then in terms of equipment for getting started, Sierra and I started by using a Blue Yeti mic, which worked very well for us. I think that's honestly we like use the it best sometimes. microphone yeah. that you can use for the money because it's like $100. Um, and it's like a USB microphone, so you just plug it directly into your laptop and we would just record off of GarageBand. But you could just, if you got Anchor, you could record straight into Anchor. Um, and it works pretty well. So those are kind of... Oh, and then right now for equipment... To be honest, like for exactly what we got, I simply went to Brooke Michio's Amazon storefront and got what they used for Gals on the Go because I was like, this seems like it should be pretty good, right? Um, But the microphones, I think, are pretty generic. Like they're from Amazon. And then we plug them into a Zoom H4n Pro, which is nice because now, this was like a highlight of like why we wanted to switch microphones, we can simply record wherever. So right now we're recording on the couch versus our last setup. And these microphones do a really good job of like not picking up background noise the confu- the recorder contraption is kind of confusing at first yeah so like you can't have time figure to that figure that out um and then but for the blue yeti it like picks up background noise decently well and so which is not good we went into sierra's closet re- to record all of like the episodes and it just like wasn't the most comfortable setup mm-hmm. and so we are happy that we have this stuff now there's like better stuff too on the market i'm sure but and this stuff was like you know, kind of expensive, but there are more expensive things. My last tip would just to be figuring out your niche, which can be like as broad or niche as you honestly, want. Like, the good thing about a podcast is that like anyone can do it. And like, you just have to be like a likable personality where people want to listen to you talk. Yeah. So if you want to be super specific of like, I'm going to talk about every Lord of the Rings movie and break it down character by character. I don't know how I even thought of that. Or you can do what Maggie and I do. And we keep it pretty broad. And it's just about us communicating, chatting, and that kind of stuff. We kind of have our own things that we do and can provide expertise on. Or you guys just like us and maybe have watched us for a while and this is just another platform. Yeah. So best of luck. Feel free to comment your podcast name if you've already developed it. Oh, wait. Actually. Comments. She left the at if you wanted to look at it. You just say it. Um, It's at movement musicality there you go you're, we're sending your first listeners over mm-hmm. unless you've already started am i the next one yeah okay how do you help someone realize that the world doesn't revolve around them without being rude 
this is interesting because I feel like in some ways, no matter what advice we give, like some of those people that like have that mindset just cannot be helped. Yeah. Um, I'd say it kind of depends on like the context of like, and I'm like, this is such a broad <laughs> situation. I am going to assume that it's just someone who like doesn't think about others and like tends to be selfish and not take others feelings or time whatever into consideration and it's like everything's just going to be paved out in front of me so and assuming this directly affects you I'm coming like at it from the perspective of you trying to be like stand up for yourself so like in the case where it was like some sort of like roommate scenario let's say like this roommate is like oh like I don't do the dishes like or I do them on my own time like I don't care when my roommate asks me to do them I don't care when they want me to do something I'm going to like be in charge of myself but it's like your actions affect other people. And so it could be helpful to enlighten them on how whatever they're doing, whatever actions they're doing are affecting not only themselves, but other people. And so obviously everyone has like, if you're, if what you're doing only affects yourself, like who cares, you know, but when it's affecting other people, you should care because it's not your life that it's affecting. And so maybe you could try and help them see the light in that sense. I like it. <laughs> I don't really you just don't want to come up with something else. I know. I'm like, it's, I feel like I have more of like, I usually am an optimistic person, but like, it's hard to change people's personalities or like get them to care about things that they, just that they don't, don't care about. Care about. <laughs> so that's where I'm a little bit more pessimistic. Otherwise, like you could turn it around where like, I don't know what the strategy is, but when you say like, how would you feel if I did whatever X, no, Y, and Z that you're you doing? say, I feel blank. When no. you... I feel like for the scenario I'm talking about, like, you have to be like, how would you feel if I did this, get them this, to this, try and like, And I'd probably be like... Perspective. At least that way you can probably get them saying, like, I probably wouldn't like it or, like, I'd probably, you know, be mad. And you'd be like, well, then how do you think I feel? Like, I so what can you do about that? Mm, let's fix the problem. Um, okay. Someone asked for any skincare products we recommend. Maybe that's... That's kind of advice. I don't know. Is it? Is it a Q and A? Um, I'm a big Curology gal. I use the Daily Moisturizer. Yeah, we've been like sponsored by both Tula and Curology, but I honestly like I use both of their products. I also shout out to Avino because when my face would sometimes break out with like that stupid fungal infection, I swear it's you from wearing like hot masks. Like I was just like they're like who has told me this? The nurse practitioner that I went to like for urgent care. They're like, just simply go get like Avino stuff and like yeah. Which worked. So shout out to Avino. Shout out to Tula because I do really like their products. Specifically, my favorite thing from them has been like their sunscreen. Um, and I really like their moisturizer. It's just like a nice, good consistency. Mm-hmm. And then Curology, um, they have like the specific prescription one too. So I feel like I reach for that when I'm like having a little bit more of like a breakout. As far as like, I do the same thing for like facial moisturizer. Water. Drinking water. That's... And people hate that. Maybe I'll take that back because people hate when people say that for skincare <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> um, something like I use uh, Eucerin, like the big fat tub of just like Eucerin body lotion for like my arms and legs and stuff. And honestly, it was a really like, you know, wow moment when I realized like I didn't have to buy the specific like eczema lotion anymore. I was like, I could just like my skin's just dry. Like I just need to put like regular lotion on it. So I was like, wow, I've come a long way. I um, use Cetaphil for my body lotion. <laughs> so keep it simple. 
Yeah, I feel I like to, I was in a spurt where I used to watch Hiram, like skincare by Hiram, like his videos. Like I was in a spurt, and now I like could not care less because I was in that same spurt, and I was like, "Oh, something." Now I don't care. Um, I was gonna say something else about lotion. Oh, I could not be a Bath and Body Works lotion gal. In it's fact, so not cleaning me. stuff out right now. I got a lot of stuff that's just like fragrance lotion that I'm throwing away because I never use it. It's gonna break me out. And so, if you're listening to this, never if you're listening to this and never need to buy me a gift, um, don't buy me that because um, having had eczema, it's just like really doesn't. It's not something I prefer in my lotions because like I do have pretty sensitive skin, so like, yeah, no, thank you. So it's just like I'm afraid if I like use it that it's gonna like bring my eczema back, and that is the last thing I want. <laughs> All right. So next thing, I've seen quite a few people ask like some type of advice about like financial stability. And, like, budgeting, that kind of stuff. So I feel like we can kind of lump that into one category. Um, I feel, like, kind of bad being, like, oh, I don't have, like, a specific set monthly budget. I feel like we can kind of talk through what our goals are to, like, work towards even for ourselves. Because in a way that, since hopefully we're going to start following that stuff, like, it would be our advice to start doing that stuff. Um, because once I we I will get- say, first and foremost, always spend within your means. Yeah. Like, I always, like, I might not have, like, a specific, like, I'm spending X amount on this much, X amount on this much. But I always know if I'm paying for something or I'm buying it, I can afford it. So that, first and foremost, should be a guiding light for you. Um, something that I want to figure out is a budget in the sense that, like, I actually kind of didn't mind. Like, one of our professors had us do an assignment for class, and I was like, maybe I should actually, like, use this um, after the fact. And this probably is service that you could get elsewhere but i'm just gonna explain like why i liked this and you could like in a way probably do something like it on your own um but for our business administration management class our professor um had like an assignment where she was like i want you all to go to the apta website which is the american physical therapy association they give free access to this service called enrich if you're like an apta member but again i'm, I'm guessing you can get that if you're not an apta member you just have to like go through enrich or you don't have to. Um, but it was like you kind of set like, okay, this is your salary. So for us, it was just like a guesstimate salary for when we actually get jobs next year. And then it had a different categories of what you'd be spending things in. It was just like the budget laid out for you, which I like because I'm not good at Excel. I really am not. And if you are, like more power to you because you could do this on your own. Yeah, exactly. But this they also was, have like free budget. I'm stuff sure there's find other online. budgeting websites and things like that. But I liked how it was laid out. I liked how it was broken down into categories, and it showed you like, okay, this is your monthly earnings. This is how much you're spending. This is how much you have left. And it even talked about like you know wanting to put money towards savings. Like it had a place for you to put like, oh, how much do you want to put into the savings account every month? Yeah. Or something. So for someone who's like a novice person like myself, it was helpful. And I could see myself using it in the future. Hmm. Make sure you pay your credit card off every month. Yeah. It's a big one. Avoid. Just pay things off. If you can, but of course, I feel like I'm just like saying things that anyone would say. But. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I just. I buy things I can afford and I pay off my credit card. That's like all I can say. Oh. Something that was also, like, a key takeaway from, like, our uh, business administration management class, which was also kind of, like, a money 101 for 
beginners like myself, I don't know, maybe more people in our class probably like know more than I do, but like a lot of stuff that we would talk about, I was like, what is I didn't this? even know like the question existed because I, that's how little I know. But I know it's very important to make an IRA of some sort. So like a Roth IRA, anyone can make one. You should make one as soon as possible because for investing, time is money. And the sooner you do something, you have it's not a lot, then the more it grows. And then also if your employer pays for like contributes, like contributes to. to your IRA, you're supposed to match the max amount that they will match for you because that's free money that they're giving to you. Even if you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to put that much away from like myself, do it because they match it. That's what I've learned. All right. Thanks for sharing that. You're the next one. No. Yeah, because it was financial stuff and I just said oh. that. Um, someone asked, any advice on finding a roommate when you committed to college late and then also like living in a new area? I mean, first and foremost, find a Facebook page for I know, this the is like class. the tried and true. Because this I, is how everyone finds a like, roommate. Someone will like. know someone who knows someone who knows someone who's looking for a roommate. And then you like, if it's on Facebook, you have a profile most likely. They'll have a profile. You kind of get to like see if you feel like your vibes will match and know that they're not like sketchy. And yeah, there's always Facebook Messenger. So like you can communicate on there first. Mm hmm. As far as moving to a new place, I think that, A, like, if you have a roommate and stuff, a roommate or someone there, like, that you know in the area, just, like, letting them kind of, like, well, if you if you know someone who's in the area, like, let them be your, your guide to kind of, like, show you around to, like, their favorite spots or whatever. If you and a roommate are new to the area, you could, like, make it your mission to, like, together go and, like, let's go try and explore this place. Like, let's go to this place. Let's go here. I remember when Megan and I first moved in to our dorm, like, freshman year, it was, like, on the first or second day, we were, like, let's go on a walk to yeah, just, like, good. familiarize ourselves to, like, with where we are because I don't know where anything is. So going on a walk when you move in would be good. Especially because, like, a lot of people are doing the same thing. Or, like, I still, like, freaking, like, Google Maps, like, what are restaurants are, are by me? Because clearly, I already said earlier in the episode, I don't try new places. And so just, like, be like, oh, like, what's a restaurant? Or, like, what's a bar? Or what's a, I don't know, what else you look Movie at? theater. Gas stations. <laughs> What else is, you know, around me that, or, like, I will Google stuff being, like, fun things to do, blah, 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 like, near me. So I do, like, that cheesy stuff where I'm, like, someone else tell me what to, where to go. Anything else that you have? Mm-mm. Um, someone said, tips on how to accomplish getting up early in the morning and not feeling super tired. Oh. I will try my best to, I am, like, someone who literally I cannot stand like I'm not a morning person I never like have been I won't say I never will be but I like there's some people who are morning people and there I'm are like multiple not. people like at least three that I can think of immediately in our class where I kid you not they wake up at five or four thirty four thirty in the morning every day because they want to and so that has never been me and likely never will be me unless I like for no other reason like have to do that um, but as someone who hates getting up early, some things that I do to make it more manageable, I think the most important thing, and this is annoying, but it's going to bed earlier. Or sometimes everyone I feel like has like their ideal amount of sleep. And so you should probably aim for like, obviously like the certain guidelines and like recommended time you should sleep. But sometimes like, I think for our age group, like seven to nine hours is kind of like the recommended thing. Sometimes I swear I wake up more well-rested if I have seven hours of sleep than eight. 
So if you can like find your that out. Um, I was mentioning there's a website called like REM calculator or something where if you can time it right, it's obviously like just based off of guesstimates and math and stuff. But if you plug in your wake up time that you want to wake up at, it will give you different times you should try and be asleep by um, so that you like potentially wake up not in within between. your REM window. Because when you're in REM, that's when you're in your deepest sleep. And so waking up at that time is like going to make you feel, feel really groggy. Versus if you wake up between REM cycles, you're going to be less groggy because it's not as deep of a sleep. So you could try that out. I've done it plenty of times in the past. I have not done it like any time recently. So, but you try that. Um, I also think that I like to sleep in like a lot of darkness if possible. I have not found my sleep mask that I was sleeping with. I do not know where it went, but I was using that for a while because my window is so freaking bright with everything shining in from the other apartments and stuff. Um, and so if you're someone who likes to sleep in darkness or silence or whatever, like try and create that environment for you and, you shouldn't go on your phone before bed. Do they say not as I do? Yeah. There's also like those uh, alarms that like oh will God. slowly the wake hatch. you awake. Is that what it's called? I just told Megan I want one of those, I think. It's supposed to like, it's like a light and an alarm in one, I think. So it's like, you can pick out like how you want it to wake you up where it's like slowly like birds chirping or something and it gets louder and then like the light starts to like be like a sunrise kind of thing. And I feel like that would help me. Maybe. It'd be nice unless, like, I can't stand the sound of my alarm. I get jarred awake when my alarm starts going off. And I'm like, no. I think that we will probably call it good for this episode. Um, because it is 7 o'clock and Sierra and I have quite a bit to do still today. <laughs> so, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did, don't forget to rate our podcast wherever you rate them. I never remember. Apple Podcasts. Um, go follow us on Instagram, at according to. And you can also follow us on our personal Instagrams. We would appreciate that. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. And we'll be on break. Bye. Bye.